Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In 2009, an American security researcher by the name of Moxie Marlin Spike have discovered... Uh, a way to do a man-in-the-middle attack and completely inspect encrypted content by stripping the HTTPS protocol from requests. It was a very brilliant attack uh, that was discovered uh, back in 2009. And then you might know Moxie from his previous work. Uh, he was the head of the security engineering, I believe, in Twitter. And he's the creator of Signal, the messenger app, and the end-to-end end, end encryption concept. But the SSL stripping attack took the world by surprise, and the browser community started flailing to patch it. And uh, it came up with multiple ways to patch it, but none of them were completely 100% effective. So in this episode of the Back Engineering Show, I'd like to go through what was the SSL stripping attack, uh, what was, uh, how was it executed, what are the methods of prevention that were invented, and uh, how was it finally circumvented and uh, discussing things like HSTS, uh, HTTP strict uh, transport security and other stuff as well in the process. How about we jump into it? Welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host Hussein Nasser. This is the show where we discuss the art and the craft of building software and cover recent news on backend technologies. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and rate it on Spotify and Apple Podcast. With that said, let's get on on the show. Welcome to the Back Engineering Show with your host Hussein Nasser and uh, SSL stripping is a genius attack. Before we talk about it, we need to kind of talk about the the existing architecture of the internet when it comes to security on web applications back in the early 2000s. Back in the early 2000s, when you want to host your website, you literally just spin up an Apache server or any web server, throw your static content there, and voila, listen to port 80, and you have an HTTP server. So the content that you're serving from your web server was most of the time unencrypted. And uh, which means if you 
if you are a client and you want to connect to this web server, you will only establish a TCP connection and literally follow it up with a slash git, git slash, and then get the content. And the content will be transferred in an in, in HTTP form, and then you're going to get the content. So it's completely unencrypted. So as a result, 99% of the web was mostly unencrypted. That was like early 2000s, mid 2000s, even late 2000s. But then people discovered that it was this was silly because now every everyone who's listening in the middle, right? And I don't mean someone sitting in the ocean and and, and monitoring their outers, no. And by everyone really, we mean the ISPs, we mean uh, the Starbucks routers, you know, administrators, right? People who connect to Wi-Fi can look at everything right including your banking transactions and stuff like that it was just silly right we shouldn't have never done that but we nevertheless we did right so https was introduced and you might say what is https it's nothing really but http the only difference that we did is we added an extra handshake after the tcp to encrypt the communication right and the rest is just pure HTTP, right? So it is still, it's called HTTPS, but it's really, it's just HTTP on secure channel. And uh, it wasn't as simple as we thought it would be because now all of a sudden we needed not just security, right? That means encryption between two parties because guess what? parties in the middle such as ISPs, such as uh, anyone intercepting in the middle can still break this encryption right because like hey i'm gonna see that you're trying to encrypt a channel right and i'm gonna intercept that and i'm gonna reply back with my own version of the encryption so you'd think that you're talking to the server but you're not i'm just gonna break I'm going to terminate the TLS, right? It used to be called SSL back then. But then, so the, there is, it's absolutely useless to encrypt, right? Without knowing that you're actually connecting to the actual server that you asked it to do, right? So SSL and TLS was useless uh, without some sort of an authentication. We need to know that I'm happy absolutely 100% sure connecting to the server, right? And no one terminated that and served me some other other uh, defilement parameters and then other encryption keys, right? So we introduced the concept of certificates and certificate authorities and road certificates, and I talked about all that stuff, right? But effectively, this is a way that uh, uh, using public uh, key cryptography the server always generates a private and public key and then puts their public key in a certificate and then sign it with their and then adds a signature that's okay this is my private key but that's not enough because that's kind of a self-signed certificate so we brought up some some third party called certificate authorities which which have their own private and public key and they're going to use their private key to sign that certificate proving that 
This is Google.com. This is NationalGeographic.com. This is BankOfAmerica.com. So we're relying on third party, and this is still the only solution. We didn't find another solution to that problem. Right? And guys, always keep in mind that nothing that we're using is perfect. Nothing, right? Uh, some engineers might show you that, oh, this is the way to learn something. Nothing's perfect. One of you listening now can come up with a flaw in whatever we're saying here, and then nobody has thought about it, right? Just like Moxie, <laughs> right? There might be another Moxie lurking in the dark and finding a bug in our security model that will just take the world by surprise again. So yeah, we're using certificate now. We have some sort of a full model then okay now it's a secure encrypted and we know that we're actually talking to the server because i'm going to receive a certificate and nobody else has a certificate except this guy right and you cannot fake a certificate because you need to have a certificate authority that is trusted to sign your certificate no which nobody does except kazakhstan <laughs> which they actually did Right, Kazakhstan government for a long time were uh, believed tried to serve certificate that belong to Google, claims to belong to Google, signed by their own certificate authority that is the government of Kazakhstan. I think it's called Kaznet, right? <laughs> and and uh, serve it, so you would know that. Oh, I'm actually talking to Google. I might say, Hussein, how how would a browser and your machine trust? that this is actually the certificate uh, of Google. Well, all the laptops and mobile phones in Kazakhstan is probably provided by the government, so they will have installed a root certificate on all those machines. That's what's happened to China as well, I believe, uh, where, oh, Kaznet is actually a trusted certificate root. So when you do this cyclical authentication, you go all the way to the up, all the way to the root, and your machine says, oh, I trust Kaznet. That's a good one, actually. That's why I never install any certificates on your machine, unless you know what you're doing. Right? That's very dangerous stuff. Or don't buy some cheap laptop from, like, I don't know, China or somewhere else, right, that it has a pre-canned operating system with all these uh, certificates, shady certificates that has it. Because someone can install a certificate authority or certificate root that can break this encryption. Anyway, we're going all over the place, but it's, it's still on, in on topic, I believe. We'll come, we're we're going to come to SSL stripping in a minute. But now we have partially encrypted the internet. And uh, yeah, there is some sort of, um, what do you call, friction to in to encrypt things it's not really as easy right now previously just to spin up a web server port 80 you're done now you have to encrypt right to encrypt you need a certificate authority to sign to create a certificate like how do i do that i never done this before uh, you have to pay money for digicert and other companies to sign you know that's expensive so let's encrypt came up with a good model where a three-month certificate for free and you get it for free. And uh, using domain uh, authentication, you can you're gonna get a you're gonna get a certificate for free. 
So now nobody ever have uh, an excuse not to encrypt anymore with the last encrypt, right? And then Caddy's web server kind of uh, started the march back in 2005, I believe. 2015, sorry. 2015, they, they started uh, the march by, okay, web encrypted first web, right? So your web server is always encrypted by default, secure by default. That's that, that's kind of broke all you know excuses you don't have any excuse right they made it uh what's his name for guy's name the creator of caddy i'm sure it's gonna come to my mind but he made it uh uh so that's easy it's just like a literally spin up and then give me your domain name as long as you actually have a domain that points to your ip address i'll figure out i'll do i'll do i'll talk to let's encrypt or whatever certificate authority and i'll generate one for you so it's so simple becomes so simple so most of the web becomes encrypted now everything is now almost encrypted these days everything is encrypted and now let's go to the browser let's discuss the what the browser is doing with all these things right the browser is also evolving right what does it mean when i go to twitter.com i hit enter or bankofamerica.com and i hit enter right what does that mean, right? Is that an encrypted or un, or not encrypted? And how does the browser know that the actual server is in, supports SSL or support TLS? It doesn't, right? So the browser for a long time, if you don't explicitly specify the protocol, that is this HTTPS slash slash or HTTP slash slash, you're going to make a guess. And the guess was for the longest time, go unencrypted, go HTTP first, and let the server tell us if they want to redirect the traffic to HTTPS. And that's what the browsers most of the time did, and that's what the web servers did. Like, we prefer encrypted communication over unencrypted, right? But how do we tell the browsers to actually move, redirect, right? It is really simple, right? You add a redirect 304, 302, whatever that thing code is. It says, okay, when someone is establishing an unencrypted communication with me on HTTP slash slash Twitter.com or Google.com or BankofAmerica.com or MyWebsite.com, then I don't serve them content. I reply instead with, hey, you're on the wrong place. Please go to this location and the location is HTTPS slash slash blah, 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 blah. And that will convert the unencrypted channel to an encrypted channel. But remember, and then, and then everything after that is completely encrypted. But there is a cost. There is a heartbeat where at the beginning of the communication, the communication between me and the website was unencrypted. So anybody in the middle can and will listen, read, and not not just listen. And that's what Moxie did here. Can do nasty stuff. That's when SSL stripping came into the picture. Let's take an actual example with Bank of America. Let's say when you type in Bank of America, users almost never type in https colon slash slash bank of america right they don't know that most users right 
most of us, let's be honest, like we just type Bank of America or whatever they say, even we search in Google and then we click the site on Google, right? But if you actually type in bankofamerica.com and you hit enter in this Omni box, what happened is you didn't specify the protocol, so the browser will make a guess, and the guess is always has been always until literally last month or two months ago, HTTP. Hey, I'm going to go to HTTP. And when you go to HTTP, that's a TCP followed by a GET request, which can be easily intercepted. So if I am a man-in-the-middle attacker and you are, I don't know, uh, let's say... Uh, you're you're doing all this banking transactions on Starbucks Wi-Fi, and I managed to do an R poisoning uh, uh, on on the Starbucks router, so that uh, I presented to be the gateway. That means any IP address that is outside the subnet of Starbucks will go through me instead of the router, right? So. If that's the case, you all the traffic goes through my laptop, which is the attacker's laptop, and then I will forward the traffic to the actual router. So I have full access to read, write, change to responses and requests, right? So now I see you someone is trying to go to Bank of America. And I can't see it because it's it's fully unencrypted, right? So I think I see the get request going to Bank of America HTTP plain text so that's that's harmless right most of the time i stop the request and i make my own request to bank of america again http bank of america will reply back to me which is the attacker saying hey you're in the wrong place go to this url instead https remember the client the legitimate victim is waiting for the response i didn't give him that response i'm going to respond to bank of america with a TLS connection. I'm going to actually establish a connection to you on the secure channel that you want, Bank of America, and I'm going to encrypt that channel and I'm as an attacker and I'm going to actually send the get request and encrypt it. And Bank of America doesn't know that I'm an attacker or an actual victim, doesn't know anything, right? So now I get back all the Bank of America results, right? Which are encrypted what I do, an HTML page, which has a bunch of uh, HTTPS links, which has a bunch of HTTPS re redirection. I have all that stuff. I strip all the HTTPS and convert it into HTTP, and then paste the response that, that we blocked originally from the victim to the victim. Say, hey, that's, that's the page you asked for, right? As long as we know, you communicated to us through HTTP, and here's the Bank of America in plain unencrypted HTTP. Yikesy. So now we have a Bank of America page that says username password. Give me the username password. Most users would just, oh, this is actually Bank of America, and they're not lying. So I'm going to type in my username. I'm going to type in my password in an unencrypted channel i'm gonna hit send this is unencrypted so the password will not be encrypted so the username will nothing is encrypted you send that to me 
right? Because that's, I'm in the middle. I take that username, the precious username and password. I save it somehow for future use. And I'm, I'm not going to fail you, user. I'm actually turning around and I'm making the same Git request to Bank of America, same post, because it's a login, right? I'm going to make it. Don't worry. I'm going to make it on your behalf. So I will take your username, take your password, and send it to Bank of America in a secure channel. And then I'm going to get a beautiful login page with your bank balances and all the things. Because as far as I know, Bank of America will also send me the cookie. It says, hey, by the way, don't bother logging in the future. <laughs> just, just, hey, here's a cookie. And I'm going to send back the cookie to the user. And all of a sudden, anything that you do is through this unsecure channel. And you have no clue that this is happening. Everybody's listening to that. And I made a video about this with Google even. Like even Google for the longest time. Right? I'm going to reference the video. It's like if you type google.com, not www.google. If you type google.com and hit enter, that always, most of the time, was unencrypted, which is dangerous to me. Like nobody types www.google.com. Everybody most probably just type Google or just search probably a search in the address bar is is more secure than actually typing google.com hitting enter and then searching right because that the first request to go google.com is an unencrypted http so anyone can do exactly what we explained here right and then there's a redirection okay go to https right that is why people tell you all of the time look that make sure that you're actually in a browser with a padlock that you're actually encrypted right if if you if you are in an encrypted channel then you can be safe not all the time for reasons we kind of talked about right like the certificate has been forged and your machine has unexpectedly trusted that forged certificate but that's another topic for another day so that's SSL stripping. SSL stripping. We got SSL because that was way before I believe TLS was invented, even 2009. Right? That's the that's the year Michael Jackson died, I believe. I remember it very clearly. You know, guys, whenever there is like a big event, you always remember where you are, right? For some reason, like the emotional attachment to to like the death or the 9/11 or to anything you always remember exactly where you were right there is like a snapshot image in my head i remember where exactly where i was. i don't remember before and after but that moment i found it i remember finding it in my blackberry i clearly found the news in my blackberry back in 2009 right in 2001 when the attack happened i remember i was in my sister's room and i was watching the small television and it was there. I remember exactly that. There is a snapshot. I don't know if that was just me. But anyway, 2009. That's SSL strapping. Now, browsers, vendors, and, and you know, that was like the year where Chrome became started becoming like popular, right? Firefox. Everybody starts scrambling. It's like, what do we do? Naturally, right? You might say Hussein. Let's always communicate in HTTPS first. 
right? Back in 2009. Let's not, in, in the case of if the user didn't specify the protocol HTTP or HTTPS, let's always communicate in HTTPS. Back in 2009, that was not an, an acceptable solution because many websites were not encrypted because we talked about that and certificates and it was really hard to get. It's like nobody get. If I'm like want to build a forum or whatever was popular these days, like I don't want secure and pay for oh, whatever that thing's two thousand dollars at that time for a year. Let it unencrypted. I don't care. So if the browsers did that, if the browsers always assume HTTPS, then the failure rate will become much higher as a result. And as a result, users, normal users, not, not, not tax savvy per se, will freak out, right? It says, whoa. I went to the this government website and I want to pay my taxes, whatever, and uh, or the DMV, and now I'm getting an error, or the site is so slow to load, whatever. Right? So there was like many solutions that you can have done. You can you can okay, let's establish an HTTPS first, and then if it didn't work, let's go back to HTTP, right? I don't know why they didn't that do that, right? Because like let's do this asynchronously. Let's establish two, and if if HTTPS worked go to HTTP, right? But that will be kind of an, almost a denial of service for the site because that's two connections except instead of one. Plus uh, how uh, the performance reasons, like, okay, what's if port 443 is not open? You want me to open that and then it close? There's a lot of work, right? So browsers came, came in with uh, a partial solution. So do you want, let's, the back end tell us if it's secure or not. So we're gonna execute a, an unencrypted site, right? Right, an unencrypted call, HTTP to Bank of America, and Bank of America is gonna tell us that, okay, hey, I'm actually secure. Please go to this site, and by the way, if for the next year, always communicate HTTPS because I guarantee I have a certificate. I bought this thing. So it's going to be, it's going to be fantastic. Always HTTPS. Don't worry about it. So the browsers will look for that header. I believe it's called HTTP strict transport security or HSTS for short. And the, and the client will say, okay, I will update my list. You bank of America, you're good. I will always in the future if a user didn't specify a protocol and says bankofamerica.com hit enter or they clicked on a link or they did a curl or they did not curl they did a fetch which didn't exist back 2009 <laughs> uh, and they did uh, and they did a i don't know xml http request man yeah? i'm always gonna go through https and then google said oh us too, us, Yahoo, everyone just like jumped in. So, HSTS came up with another idea called the preloaded list. It's like, okay, let's just, let's make up with a list. Let's come up with a list, right, with everything that is encrypted. And you can see how big this list is. <laughs> so now you query this link, right, this, this, this domain, right, and look 
if this site is encrypted or not so now the browser's obviously size increases because there is a database that i have to maintain that i didn't have to before and then as we as we continue with the years this list grew big larger and larger and larger right? <laughs> because like everything almost getting encrypted by default right so there was like no reason anymore to maintain this list but what was the limitation of hsds the limitation is still the first request still is unencrypted right so the first the very first is always unencrypted yeah so hsds wasn't perfect the first unencrypted call right though unlikely that an attacker might get it right is uh is unencrypted right and there, the subsequent ones are are will always be encrypted but there's still a chance that someone can get it but but there's a, still another path if you are on a page that is unencrypted right using pure http and the links inside this unencrypted page is actually encrypted it's pointing to https slash slash bank of america right it's like oh click here to visit the bank of america for example right and it's encrypted https it says clear https that is still not safe because the page was loaded using an unencrypted HTTP. So if an attacker saw all this content of the page, they will see HTTPS Bank of America and they can easily strip that and replace it with HTTP colon slash slash Bank of America. And when you actually do that, the browser will not say, oh, Bank of America told me to go to HTTPS. No, the user technically asked for the HTTP, so we're going to respect that. That's another problem with with HSDS. Remember, HSDS will only kick in when you don't specify the protocol, right? But if we actually do, and you say HTTP, then, hey, the user asked for HTTP. I'm not going to say no, right? So it will obey that. We have these problems with HSDS, and then security savvy security people and tech people always install this thing that's called HTTPS everywhere, which always forces HTTPS connection before HTTP, right? Thus, you're always knowing that you're establishing a secure connection first. And uh, that protected people, and uh, I've been using this for a while too. Until Chrome, I believe, started this thing. It says, okay, let's end this nonsense. Everybody's almost encrypted. We're always going to go through HTTPS first. Regardless, there is no mumbo jumbo. Yeah, the chances that connection will fail, and we want to fail. You won in 2021. You want a connection to fail if the server is un unencrypted. It started discouraging people from visiting unencrypted websites, showing the, this huge not secure banner on the, or, or in cases like there's like a bad luck red and X, right? There is an X button, it's an open, stuff like that. So it's scary. Always like an errors, whatever you go. So so users now are almost educated that, oh, I'm not I'm not supposed to visit this site because it's, it's unencrypted. Mind you that 
you might get this error when you when your certificate is expired and that causes havoc or, or your 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 date or, or has been revoked or stuff like that right so this this does causes some uh, main mania between users when like when they see this error like oh the site is does not working well, it is working, but the certificate has been expired, for example. All right, guys. So to end and summarize this back in engineering show episode, uh, SSL stripping attack was discovered by Moxie back in 2009. It was as a result of this redirection to a secure website, right, to, to encrypt the communication. But because that redirection is unencrypted, someone can intercept and change and strip HTTPS altogether to HTTP, strip the encryption, right? And perform a full complete encryption on the backend. So browsers uh, knee-jerk reaction was to come up with HSTS, uh, HTTP strict transport security, which means, okay, let the backend tell us that, uh, if the back uh, if the backend is actually secure or not and in the future will always be secure we're going to communicate in a secure manner if a protocol is not provided right so as a result the first request always go through uh, an unencrypted channel but the server says hey okay hey i'm actually secure always connect to https s slash uh colon slash slash back of america.com instead of http please let us be secure and then we will close the connection and then in the future always communicate in HTTPS, right? And then every future request will always be secure, right? So that's good. We had flaws with HTTPS, as we talked about. The first request is still unencrypted. Plus, uh, the preloaded list is huge. So searching become challenging because you need to uh, database, right? And something I, uh, I didn't need to manage before. Plus, I need to... Uh, search searching is expensive you have to index and that index also creates a size problem with this billions of websites that i have so and and the worst of them is like uh, still the https uh hsts is useless if if it's been served in an http website in an unencrypted website where the links are pointing to https right so the and that's why most of the time now the browsers prevent this mixed mode. You can't be in HTTP site pointing to HTTPS and vice versa. You can't be in HTTPS website and pointing to unencrypted. They touch all of this stuff. Uh, Chrome tries as much as possible to discourage people from visiting un unencrypted websites, right? Because of these attacks. And then finally, Chrome says, you know, put the nail in the coffin and other browsers follows as well saying, hey, no more this uh, shenanigans we're always going to communicate in https all the time right because we're in 2021 and every web server now has to be encrypted by default and then let's encrypt and other sites uh, other certificate authority made made this so easy to generate certificates right web servers like caddy uh, took the charge and and forced that communicate with it's going to make it things so easy to start right and now so, sites like netlify things like that and, and what is it what is the other things 
Squarespace and stuff like that. All of these websites now, if, you, if you're not a developer, you just, just throw, you can create your own blog and they will take care of the encryption certificate generation, all that stuff for you. So it's, everything is almost now encrypted. So there's no reason really to not encrypt your website. Mind you that, yeah, while there is no everybody is now encrypted that doesn't mean that it's always good because now the attackers websites are also encrypted right and uh, so if you're visiting bank of america with triple a right dot com that's not and if you see that padlock and if the page looks identical to bank of america that doesn't mean anything right because anyone could have sign let's encrypt could have easily sign because they don't verify this stuff you know how many certificates they sign every day i have no idea but probably a lot so you can technically create a, a site that looks like bank of america with a c or something like that it's like a single typo and then copy and paste the html of bank of american you yeah send it over and people will think they are in bank of america and they are legitimate they have security everything the browser will tell you that hey, this is actually looks good unless um, uh, until it's shut down so it is a uh, it is scary war cell so a phishing attack will only go good wars from here <laughs> so, so all right guys uh, that was just a uh, video about um the SSL stripping. I found I found it interesting to look through the history of the evolution of how securities uh, security are mitigated, and I believe this battle, right, while terminated for SSL stripping, I don't think it exists anymore. Other problems will definitely come in to replace it. Hey guys, Hussein from editing and SSL stripping is not going away anytime soon. That is a slight correction to that statement uh, because um, while when you don't specify the protocol HTTP versus HTTPS, right, the browser will always go to HTTPS now. Still, if, 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 if someone social engineered someone to forcibly visit HTTP, colon slash slash bank of america then you can definitely still getting uh still uh, perform an ssl strap attack right uh, that is why the the back end should disable http if they don't ever want anyone to this is the extreme security just disable http altogether right that is the that is the best thing, right? And even if you did disable that, I mean, I still believe the attacker can trick you, right? Because you send that get request, right? They will terminate it. They will find out that port 80 is disabled on the back end, but they will establish the connection to 443 and they will trick you, right? To continue using an unencrypted website. So I don't think SSL stripping is going away. So that's just a slight correction. As I was just listening to the video again and then editing it, I add all these uh, like you know late statements. And uh, yeah, that's just another addition. Let's go back to the video. Thank you so much for listening and watching. And I'm going to see you in the next one. You guys all stay awesome all this. Goodbye.